I don't have any idea. I just, I'm just on here. And <sighs> it's been too long, but um, here we go. Uh, we're kind of down. Five, four, three, two, one. Last season on My Black is Transnational. Let's think about this even deeper. Think about where you move when we talk about your social class and the ability to be able to have mo your social mobility can can shift mm -hmm. significantly. Mm -hmm. Right? You bring in a couple hundred dollars from the United States and you bring it to Ghana, you bring it to Nigeria, that's thousands. Yeah. You get right? It. You take thousands and turn it to millions. We immigrated, we immigrated to New York City, to the Bronx, right? Um, and so there was an emphasis on not becoming too much like the Black Americans, the African Americans, right? Um, and that was unconscious and I, I have a lot of grace and a lot of compassion for you know the adults in my in my family and in my community because they were responding and reacting to a certain narrative that had been handed to them. I'm so sorry for my daughter because she definitely doesn't have half of the upbringing that I had in terms of like cultural events every weekend Friday, Saturday, Sunday your friends are your cousins it's like she has she's never even had a big birthday party because we <laughs> you know when you have a birthday party like the whole it's like a family reunion uh -huh. and so but i think it's because we don't live on the east coast it's right. not the same right. you know everyone's on the east coast and we, we actually had a conversation like this right ng where we were talking about like partnership that like our our moms raise us to be independent, have great jobs, don't need anyone, don't do any, you know, don't have to rely on a guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're told that a certain age, where's your partner? I need a partner. It's like I don't know how to be a partner to anyone. I've only helped. I have a very real answer that might make a lot of people upset. Speak I'm your truth. Say. Speak your truth, but I want it. I think it's layered, mm -hmm. right? One thing that I've realized is you got to think about something again gonna be upset but I, I say this because I want to be honest mm -hmm. a lot of our parents when they came to America right even if they were well to do in Ghana which a lot of weren't you know or came from Africa let me just say that a lot of them came here because this was not their main land like I, I, I listened to something that said if someone doesn't speak English it doesn't mean they're not intelligent it just means that English is not their first language I'll say that I was it was more um for me to be honest, confusing mm. because I was someone who couldn't find where I fit when I was in school. Um, and that was one of my struggles, I think. Uh, I couldn't find where I fit because I wanted to be like the black girls, but I didn't have, I didn't grow up like, so like you know, I didn't talk growing up. I was always considered to be too American to be Nigerian, and then too Nigerian. There, the the Nigerians would say, "Oh, uh, this is a country boy," and and my American friends would be like, "This person's an African booty scratcher." So, so I mean, I got hit on both sides. But one of the things that I did like about growing up that way and that dual, you know, that dual national, that transnational household is, I got a chance to see. Uh, a, a larger scope of black people and how black people are. You are listening to season five of My Dad's Podcast, My Black is Transnational, a podcast about blackness and reconnecting back to our native homelands. Find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Check us out on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram or blacktransnational.com. 
Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to season five of My Black is Transnational. My name is Dr. Kalechi Bay Lamberts. And I mean, there's so there's so many things that I want to say since I last left you um, in season four. And, and so many things uh, has happened already uh, between then and now. And, uh, you know, I'm in a different location for those who are watching on video. And uh, for those who are listening um and who follow me on instagram follow the page you know lots of things have transpired uh since you know i gotta catch us up we have to just as nigerians or my people in the west africans will say we have to just i have to catch you up and give you good gist as to what's been happening in my life um and what i'm hoping we can kind of pick up on for season five of this podcast um which has turned into something a lot bigger for me I'm coming on here with, I don't have a script, I don't have an agenda, I really just want to talk. Um, I have so much on my mind regarding the transnational um, growth, the uh, evolution, um, based off what I promised in the beginning of uh, 2020, and things are kind of looking as as how I had predicted, um, kind of prescient of me, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm very excited to kind of see how things have been developing over the past three years or yeah, well, we're in the third year now, but um, over the past two years, I should say, to be more politically correct. Um, so I don't know where to begin, but I'll kind of talk about what's happened since I left. Um, and then we'll get into like official proceedings, right? If, you know, the whole formality that we're used to, but, you know, since since we last talked, I think the last episode of season four was um, in Daddy Daughter episode. I, to be quite honest, was not as satisfied as I wanted to. I wasn't satisfied with the way I left season four, but, you know, life happens and really wanted to try to find a way to bridge the gaps. But since I left, we went from living in upstate New York and we've moved back home. We are back home, and home for me was a great state of Illinois, um, where I grew up primarily in the Chicago area, Chicago South Side, to be honest. But you know, coming back with the kids and everything, we in the burbs now, right? So we're not necessarily in the city proper. But I had the blessing of being able to come back home. There were so many things that really revealed to us the need for family support with the babies, with my oldest growing up. And I speak so much about culture. I speak so much about 
transnationalism and retaining your culture and finding ways to nurture it, having the, you know, um, the, the, the African food, the African diet, the music, the clothes, the, the cultural behavioral practices. We talk about growing up immigrant and growing up in a village. And it just felt like a little bit of that was missing when we were there. Um, and I felt like it was much needed. The pandemic really revealed to us that we needed to raise our babies um, and expose our, our oldest to that culture and because it's a beautiful thing. Um, and so when an opportunity was presented to my wife, Dr. Wanda, who y'all know, and me to, we were at a fork in the road as to what we wanted to do. Um, it was really good that we were able to find ourselves kind of coming back home to Chicago where we're reacclimating ourselves. It's a very different experience coming back home as an adult with three kids and a wife, right? And um, when I left Chicago to go to college, I was a 16 year old boy and I come back and I'm a 32, <laughs> 32 year old man um, with an entire household. And so living in Chicago or living in the Chicagoland area is going to be a reacquaintance of sorts. And even almost like being in a new city uh, because now we paying bills. It's not, it's not just like curfew, you know, going to your mom's house and, you know, living under someone else's roof. You, you create your own household with your own rules um, and expectations. And, and now I'm influencing children um, my children to, you know, what I'm forming them, I'm molding them um, in this environment and, and having that support, the aunties, the uncles, the cousins, the friends that are families uh, to be here um, to talk about all the things that we do in terms of sustaining our traditional um, yet evolving cultural practices as, you know, black immigrants in America, I thought it was a beautiful thing to be able to see how the kids are going to um, adjust and embrace it. So, um, but what does that mean for the podcast? And that kind of took, um, you know, that took some time to, um, for me to process how I wanted to go about doing this. Um, because now I'm in a new, I got a new job, right? I'm in a new co university, um, some expectations, it's a bigger city, kids are growing. You know, time management is something that I truly value, but I also know it's an ongoing skill. It's never ending practicum. So I really wanted to figure out how to go about still providing quality um, in, in, the com in the content, um, really bringing to the listeners, those who are listening, uh, you know, the, the same type of information, knowledge, conversations, um, and just, you know, authenticity. Uh, to the forefront. And so I, it took me some time to really figure out how to go about putting the season together while still trying to adjust um, and transition back to uh, back to the land. And when I say the land, I mean Chicago land, <laughs> not like motherland, right? And so really trying to figure out how to get back into the swing of things with the new, with our, with our new uh, normal. And so I appreciate those who have been patient and waiting for you know, me to, you know, put on another episode and bring some more content. Um, I'm looking forward to a great season. 
But I think this season will be a little different in terms of how we go about producing it. Um, definitely hoping to do more video. Definitely hoping to do a little bit more quality over quantity. Uh, and I say that meaning I, I know the past seasons we've had like 20 episodes and, you know, they've all been wonderful with amazing guests, with interesting stories and, and so much to share. But I think this season we're probably going to condense it a little bit and be a lot more targeted um, and a lot more uh, efficient in how we go about it because, you know, I, I have my priorities in life and this podcast is one of them. But my family is also the number one um, other than God, right? So uh, this season, though, I'm very excited for what, you know, I'm capable of doing, being back home, being able to access more transnational communities, be able to share a lot more stories and bring on the show a lot more dope people doing amazing things and and really tapping into real, you know, um, real experiences that some people may not even understand that, that are transnational. You are you're reconnecting back to your homeland, and lots of people are doing that, right? And um, you are bringing the homeland back here, and you're sustaining these new age practices that really highlight and um, emphasize just how African culture is affecting not just the nation but the entire world, and of course the diaspora is included. And the waves that are that are just happening and are passing through, um, you know, contemporary pop culture. And so it's 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 going to be dope. <laughs> so I, I hope you stick with me, stick with us. And it should be a fun ride this season. So, you know, that being said, we're going to get to the show. All right. Let's go again. Formally introduce myself. Welcome to My Black is Transnational. My name is Dr. Kalei Bay Lambert. And man, um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, you can check us out anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, right? It's on any platform. And we're actually tapping into YouTube now. So you can check us out on Apple. You can check us out on Spotify for sure, Anchor. Um, but now we're also trying to get into that video life. So we're definitely uploading episodes, previous episodes on YouTube. You can find some previous episodes on YouTube. You can definitely find new episodes of this season will be uploaded to YouTube as well. We'll definitely have some video content where you can kind of see me talking and hopefully see me talking with you know guests that I interview as well. So that should be fun. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at blacktransnational underscore. You can follow this podcast at Black Transnational Podcast. We're also on Facebook at Black Transnational Podcast. You can check out our website at MBIT or blacktransnational.com, actually. Um, you can scratch out the MBIT part. But blacktransnational.com is our website. All the content is there from season one through season four. All information about our guest um, and what's to come will be on the website as well. So please definitely check that out if you're looking for more information. Definitely working on like trying to do, you know, I see y'all, some of y'all love the hat. You know, we got a new logo. It's, we kind of interchange it, right? But hoping to do a little bit more of some merch uh, for those who are interested. You know, I'm working on that. So be on the lookout for that being posted on, on the social media and on the website as well. Trying to do you know some more hats, hoodies, you know, um, some shirts, maybe trying to trying to do a little bit more of that uh, just to kind of show. Um, a little bit more representation of what it is to be transnational up in here. Uh, but 
yeah, so, you know, uh, things are, where am I? Uh, as far as what do I want to talk about today, right? Uh, I really just had in my spirit, like some, more like, it's been, it's been a lot of like fun things pop in, right? And I've just been like watching, just very closely observing all the things, like I said, like this transnational 20s is really a thing. It's really happening. Like the movement, like people are really taking Africa seriously. And for whatever that is worth, right, in terms of, you know, uh, of course, we have lots of things that we need to work on. But this idea, I mean, and there's so many things that we're going to cover this season. So, I mean, I'm just I'm just really going off the dome right now as far as what's really happening. But I really just want to bring to the forefront that, like, it's really becoming a very cool thing to not just be African, not just be African immigrant, but it's really becoming cool to mess with Africa and the islands and the rest of the diaspora. Um, it's slowly... It's slowly baking, it's slowly budding, but we are now at that beginning stage, as I mentioned. When I talked about it in 2020, the idea of people are starting to go back, right? And people are starting, you know, in Ghana, Ghana had kind of been one of the more, um, the, the spirit, the figureheads or spirit or vanguards would be a more like, I guess, academic word, but they've been kind of the vanguards in leading the charge and bringing people back home. And there's so many people now that are really embracing the idea of going back to Africa and engaging with their roots. And I mean, it's like, so when I'm sitting here, like observing it, whether it's on social media, I'm seeing it on TV, right? I'm seeing this people, like people are like, man, oh, this is my first time going back to Africa. I mean, we're talking celebrities, right? Like Dwayne Wade, you know, we, we were seeing Vanessa Williams. I mean, we're talking old school, Chance the Rapper. Everybody is really taking this idea of reconnecting back to Africa and, you know, owning it possessing it, tapping into your roots, going, everybody has a, a doorway of return now. Like that's, you know, a thing. And again, like, so if this is your first time listening, you're wondering like, what is this guy rambling about, right? This idea of transnationalism, what is that? Why is it, what is it, the idea of my black being transnational? So I want to explain really quickly before I continue my rant, my just, right? It's, it's like, so there is, when we think about immigrants, we think about people who leave one country and they resettle in another. And in that new land of resettlement, they start a new life, right? They pursue happiness, affluence, whatever it is. But you leave one one nation, you migrate to another country, you resettle there, you start a life there, and you live, you work, you do whatever you can to be able to resettle. But the idea of transnationalism is that Immigration can be typically or historically has been a one-way street. You travel to this country, you resettle there, and everything that happens there becomes this acculturation process where you now do what the Romans do, right? When in Rome, do what the Romans do is the old adage. The idea of transnationalism kind of resists that in saying that we are now in a day and age where people go to these new countries for a variety of reasons, but they don't forget where they come from. And they do a really good job. They put a significant amount of effort in re retaining their cultural identity by re maintaining 
strong connections back to their homeland. So it's like they leave and they're in their new land, but they're still talking to people in their home country. They're still communicating. They still um, are very involved in the affairs that are happening back in their native homeland. They send money there. They even travel there very often. And you're not just there for two weeks. Some of them are there for months, right? Just being back in their home country. So it's almost like they, they have two homes, right? And they go back and forth. The transnational idea is being able to sustain, maintain identity with two different, if not more, lands. And so you have this ability to be able to create this bridge. And many new age or contemporary immigrants, black immigrants in my case, tend to have this. And it's something that we've been doing historically because when we leave our homes, we have family members that we're thinking about that preoccupy our minds that in, that even are the reason why we leave our homeland. And we think about them and some we can't always bring everybody. So we, we are working hard to be able to have enough capital, enough money, enough resources to send back there to make sure that they're living comfortably. Because the idea of you leaving your home country and coming to another land is driven by a variety of factors. But sometimes, most of the time, is because of poverty and lack of access to the resources that you need. And you're looking for a place that can give you an advantage where you can be able to take advantage of the resources and environment that it allows you to be able to attain a job, a career, or just an opportunity that in, that improves your situation where you can be able to now help those that you love and care about or are part of your family. And so being transnational essentially means that you roam two worlds. You are you are occupying two worlds. Uh, and it's not one physically, the other one emotionally, even spiritually and culturally. And so you, you identify as, as both, right? And so there are many of us um, who are you know, either first generation, meaning we immigrated here um, from that country, second generation, where you are the child of a first gen immigrant who immigrated here, but you're the child of that person. And you have like 1.5ers like me, who I was born in Nigeria, but I immigrated here at a very young age where I wasn't at, I was still in my nascent stages. I was not fully developed as an adolescent. And so a lot of my upbringing experiences were, you know, was in America, but I still vividly remember what it is to be a Nigerian. Um, and I still go back and I still am very tapped into the culture. Also, furthermore, I grew up in a, in a home in America that heavily retained the African practices, right? So it felt like I didn't even grow up in America until I stepped outside of my parents' home. So that idea, there are many of us out there, many, many of us who are, who, who live these lives, we live very parallel lives. And that was the motivation for creating this podcast all in all. All right. So anyway, that's, that's like a nice little recap, right? So now just kind of going back into what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a growth. I'm seeing this evolution where many people are now embracing the idea of going back and reconnecting with Africa. And the essential goal of this podcast was to be able to raise awareness that there are many of us transnational, you know, practice practitioners out there who engage in these you know, activities. But it's also not a bad idea being black in America to establish transnational 
um, ties with an African country. So that means that my brothers and sisters who are African-American, my, my Caribbean um, island brothers and sisters who are, you know, um, who identify um, with the diaspora or even my Afro-Latinx um, brothers and sisters, it's not a bad idea to reconnect with Africa. It's not, an, it's not a bad idea to start establishing connections um, to your homeland and thinking about not just going back, right? The idea sometimes is that you feel like you have to have this one-way ticket. No, it's about going back and forth, right? So this bilateral bridge that I keep um, bringing up needs to be created because you deserve the best of both worlds. And I can go on this tangent uh, and get on my soapbox about the history and how we as black people deserve it because we built this entire world. And I, that's not no conspiracy. I mean, think about slaves were everywhere. <laughs> like, and so, you know, so even those in Europe, even those in Asia, right? Think about everyone was involved in the mass distribution of humans, right? To actually do free labor, right? Until they died. And so their, their descendants, we are here, right? For those um, and I say we in a sense of those are my brothers and sisters, even though I grew up and I was born in Nigeria, my ancestors were there. Still, I have brothers and sisters, I'm sure, historically ancestors who had, you know, relatives who are from my ancestors who were taken away. Right. And I just don't know, just don't know where they are. Right? I don't know how we're connected. So I say we. Right. And I um, empathize and I also in solidarity uh, associate myself with that uh with that issue so the these you know these transnational 20s are 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 really happening and not only are we seeing people traveling we're seeing people now buying land we're seeing people now working there who used to be like heavily american and heavily in the american culture people are starting to realize that it's not it's not by force that you have to be in America and you know work so hard to thrive here but it's okay to take your your winnings from thriving in America and also go back and reap the benefits even more in the your mother fatherland right and so though I think that mentality is becoming more of the status quo I'm praying that's what happens because we need it I think I've always been a proponent of the idea that we, in order for us to defeat an institution, we have to be an institution. And don't get me wrong, like, in order for us to be an institution, we have to be grounded in something. We have to be grounded in something that's ours. That's something that we built. And again, of course, historically, you know, we know the history of what blacks in America did and what they built, and it's rightfully yours. Don't get it twisted. It is, right? But we also have a home as well that you need to tap into that, um, you know, quite frankly, you've been prevented from connecting with. And so when the opportunity is not presenting itself, many people are taking advantage of it. Um, the last time I talked about this, you know, it was really focusing on just the growth of these second generation, 1.5 generation African immigrants really now saying, hey, like I'm African. And, you know, these people are everywhere. We see it in our, in our celebrities, our athletes, our musicians, right? The, the growth of Africa and the African vibe, the culture was becoming prominent 
And now it's gone from just prominence to more actions, you know? So, so shout out to everyone that's really making a concerted effort to bring in people back home. I've had some of them on the show, right? Discover Giddy uh, with Chidi and Ugo. And now, you know, my boy Mike B doing his thing with um, Chance the Rapper and the Black Star Festival. Big congrats on that, Mike, if you ever hear this, right? That's major. And all the other founders. And I'm hoping I can have Duimo on here. Um, and we got, you know, in addition to just tapping back to Africa, you got other people that are doing things. Um, you know, on a global level. And I'm really hoping that this season I can tap into um, not just the West Africans, but I really want to start having real conversations um, with people from other parts of Africa that sometimes we don't necessarily get great insight in um, their transnational uh, experiences. People who are North African or what they call MENA, the Middle Eastern North African um, individuals. I want to talk to more Afro-Latinx people. I'm hoping to talk with more Caribbean um, immigrants and uh, Jamaicans. Uh, I really want to talk to more Black people in other parts of the globe to see what their experiences are. I want to talk to people in Switzerland, in London, in Japan, because we're everywhere and um, we have the right to be global citizens. And so this season is really focused on that, right? Really focused on global citizenship really focused on the global experience and really bringing that transnationalism to light because last season was really about the seed being planted, right? That, and that was what I would call it. It was called, um, you know, uh, it was called, what was it called? Lord, I forgot what it was called. It was like rooting, it was like harvest season or something like that. Um, but it was really focused on the seed, right? And planting that seed and, and really reaping the benefits of what we planted and we starting to see that tree grow and that's the metaphor is it's crazy because when i came up with this i was just i was really just in my feelings like i was really just like talking like i wasn't really you know i was fairly confident but i just didn't think it would take this it would be this quick let me just say it like that like i wasn't thinking it was going to be something that was going to happen very quickly i really felt like it was going to maybe take five years and, and I think we're still on that track where I think the big the big growth will, will, will take that time. I think by the end of this decade, we'll really feel it. But right now, to be able to see these things happening, the Detti December thing, that Detti December thing that's happening, like we used to just really laugh about it amongst ourselves in like our own little, you know, cultural silos or even in like our clubhouses on the, you know, on the app. But now, well, this thing is like, this Detti December thing is real. People are going home. And they're having a vibe. They're kicking it. They're really enjoying Africa. They're tasting it, and it's sweet. You feel me? So like, it's not. It's not. It's it's one of those things where we're not. We're not going anywhere, right? If anything, it's growing. It's growing. It's up, baby, and it's stuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's up and it's stuck. This transnational vibe, this growth of the second gen, even the first gen of immigrants and being cool Africans and really bringing Africa to the world, almost up and it's stuck. There's really nothing else you can do about it because we're here and we have stake in the game. We have a role, whether it's politically, whether it's economically, whether it's, you know, in, 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 in pop culture, whether it's, you know, in entertainment, whatever it is, we're here. There's somebody that's out here that's, that's uh, the child of a black immigrant and they're making waves. And not only are they making waves, now they're saying, yo, I'm going to bring you with me. 
right? Let's go back to the land. Let's rediscover where we from together, right? And so I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud to know people who are doing that. I'm very driven to be able to now continue to do this talk. I mean, as I'm talking about it now, like I'm fired up because I'm thinking about it. Like I said, I don't have no script. That's my notebook. I don't got nothing on it. I just got a couple of scribbles here and there. And it's really just what I've been seeing. I'm probably sure I'm, I'm going to miss a lot of other points that I could have made if I was more organized. But I really just wanted to to kick off this season by just saying, watch out. Like this thing, this being black and transnational, it's a real thing. And so I really hope that people continue to buy in. I really hope that we have conversations that that make us uncomfortable, but help us grow in, in learning about each other. Bridging the gap. There's so many gaps that we need to bridge. And there's so many things that I'm going to discuss with you on um, season five about the black ex- immigrant experience, of course, here, right? Really tapping a lot more into my, my research background and, and talking about some of the issues and the challenges that are happening now that black immigrants in the U.S. have been here for a significant period of time. I'm talking first gen, right? A lot of them are now 30, 40, 50 years in the country. And what is that What is that doing as far as our health e- economy and everything? But also now focusing on the second gen, the 1.5ers and beyond, and what we are trying to do and what we're trying to create and how we're leveraging our bicultural experiences and our transnational identity. And we're trying to create something special. And we're trying to reimagine blackness in the world and that's that's a beautiful thing right because blackness needs to be reimagined it needs to be re it needs to be re let me see it needs to be reintroduced it needs to be reintroduced because i think sometimes people got us twisted and i think people are starting to learn that there's some really i mean because people i mean truth be told underneath it all we've always been doing amazing things for other people We've always been doing great things for other people. That's always been, I mean, not just Africans, but like black people in America. We've always done great things for other people. And I think it's time for us to start doing more for ourselves, right? I mean, it's a very, it sounds very cliche. And of course, it it goes without saying that we have a lot more to do. But I think that we are more intentional and we are less resistant and we are more grounded or focused on becoming more grounded in our roots and letting that drive us. So I'm really hoping that as I'm getting ready to wrap up, I really hope that we can focus more on bridging that gap between African and African-Americans and even the gaps between Africans and Caribbeans. There's some little, there's a little bit of, you know, people sleep on it, but there's a little bit of tension that needs to be addressed there too. Not much, not as, not, there's not much of a a disparity between um, African Americans and Africans as they are, you know, there's not, um, sorry, let me repeat that. There's not much of a a gap in the relationship between Caribbeans and Africans compared to African Americans and African immigrants, but there really still needs to be some reconciliations that's happening intra-racially, right? Not inter, but intra-racially within our own black population 
Um, a lot of things need to be done there. And then when we start building and healing within ourselves, I think we need to start continuing to build and sustain the bridges that we're creating to reconnect us back to our central land, our headquarters, and taking advantage of the resources and the and opportunities that are presented to us there as they are here in our resettled new land in the U.S. or wherever you're at. We, I, we, we should take advantage of both worlds. We need to create two worlds for ourselves because other people do it. Other immigrant groups have, they've done it. And so we should do it too. And there's nothing wrong with that. We should be able to not just come to these countries to survive, but thrive, right? And I think that's what's, that's what's going to happen um, during these transnational 20s as I've dubbed it. So this season, man, again, just look out for a lot of really good conversations. Not many episodes, but I'm really hoping to have great content. Um, I hope that if you've made it this far in this episode, thank you so much for, for sticking with me and, and just hearing me rant. Um, I'll be a lot more structured. <laughs> I'll be I'll be way more structured uh, the next time we talk in terms of just, you know, really breaking things down. But I really just wanted to talk. I really just wanted to kick this season off with me being very transparent, authentic, and really just sharing what's on my mind because I felt like, man, things were passing me by. And I'm I'm a very competitive person. You may not know this about me. Um, I'm I'm very self driven in in things, and so I was just like, man, I've been saying this, and I've been seeing it happen, and I'm not like everybody's chopping and and they're just they're making their own food. I mean, I'm just I'm dieting. <laughs> hey, oh me, I'm dieting. Everybody else is eating good, and me, I'm sitting on a diet. When I'm the one that was sitting here saying that we need to make this transnational meal back in 2014 ish. Man, you know, so it's, I, I just, of course, it's a beautiful thing to see, but I also was like, I have to just, we have to get this season rolling. So I am glad that I'm able to get back in, back in the car seat. And I hope you all are able to enjoy this ride with me this season. We have a lot of great things to talk about. Very interesting things that I really want to bring to the forefront. Like I said before, um, some that may, may ruffle some feathers, but I'm down. I'm into it. So Again, I just want to thank you all for listening. Um, please stick with us this season. Uh, and again, if you want to learn more about us, you can check us out at blacktransnational.com. Um, you can also find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. So please be sure to rate and review this podcast. This is the first time I'm really doing a video. Like this is the first time I'm doing like, did you hear that? <laughs> this is the first time I'm doing like a solo video, right? Like... I've I've always been very nervous about that. Like it's crazy. I've always been very nervous about like being on video and like man, like especially like talking to myself doing solo shows. I can do a good solo show when I'm not on camera, but like the fact that I'm actually doing this, I'm I'm actually very proud of myself. So I wanted to share that moment with y'all as well. But I'm hoping we have more videos and we'll be on YouTube and I'm hoping for more collabs. Ugh, it's just it's going to be a it's going to be a vibe. Right. So this is definitely uh, definitely one for the books. So thank you all again. And as normal, as usual, um, you know, until next episode, my name is Dr. Kalei J. Lambert. My black is transnational. And I hope by the end of this, yours will be too. Peace. Whew.